its sails were hung out to dry, and crew members were clambering all over the deck, flogging the water off with rags and towels. Even the main balloon itself was undergoing some much-needed repair, with teams of harnessed galooniers scouring it for rips and tears. Stanley and Rasperson did not get involved in this stuff, of course, although they were always willing to help out in a crisis, they did not like to get too distracted from their main business, which was seeking adventure. Stanley had wanted to start a club called the Adventure Seekers, but Rasmussen had said that that was unnecessarily exclusive, and that they should just remain a loose collective of Adventure Seekers, so that's what they were. Over the years they had been friends, they had come close to adventure a few times, Stanley had once seen a flying object that he could not identify, but Rasmussen had soon revealed it simply to be a UFO. Rasmussen once thought she'd found a secret door map, but owing to a spelling error, it had turned out to be a secret doormat, which wasn't nearly as exciting. They had wiped their feet on it anyway, but there the adventure had ended. Other than that, they had spent most of their time together just battling monster moths, discovering robot stowaways, and abseiling through a snowstorm onto a live volcano. Rasmussen, for one, was getting sick of it. All I ask for is an adventure, she moaned. There was that time you fell off the galoon and the captain had to rescue you with a boat hook, said Stanley. Yes, while people were firing cannonballs at us, said Rasmussen, but I mean proper adventure with daring do and ne'er-do-wells all over the place. What are those things? asked Stanley. I don't know, shouted Rasmussen. I've never met a daring do or been involved in a ne'er-do-well of any sort. Well, we'll just have to keep an eye out, said Stanley. They were sitting in Stanley's little room on the lower deck of the galoon. They had pushed the furniture to the sides of the room and copied out a map of the wide blue ocean in chalk on the floorboards. They were trying to work out where the Grand Sumbaroon of Zebediah Anstruther would have got to by now. The captain himself had gone into full cursing and glowering mode, stomping around the galoon, calling meetings with Miss Huntley, Skyman Abel and the other senior people on board, but barely speaking to anyone else. He could be seen once a day sweeping into the mess to grab a lunch tray, but then he would storm off to his cabin to eat in peace. Look, said Rasmussen, idly swinging her foot towards the spot on their impromptu map marked the dumps. We lost him here, right? Yes, said Stanley, rolling his eyes at the idea of Rasmussen going through all this for the 900th time that morning. And he was heading this way, right? Towards Long Night Island. You know he was, said Stanley, pouring himself another cup of tea. But he was underwater, and by the time the storm had lifted we couldn't see him. Even Fishbane had lost the trail— Yes, but the Grand Sumbaroon is still damaged from its running with that great whale. He can't stay below for more than an hour. If he'd doubled back, we would have seen him. So, as the captain has people in every harbour on Havnabrook, and there's nowhere to the south for Zebediah to go, he must be at long night. But we can't follow him because we're stuck in the dumps with no wind. We just have to wait. Stanley slurped his tea and picked a book off the shelf. Who says he can't go south? said Rasmussen, scratching a mark through the chalk with her mother's cane. "'Have you never paid attention in a geography lesson?' said Stanley. "'I've never been to a geography lesson, but look at the map.' Stanley looked at it, especially at the new scratch that Rasmussen had made, a deep, long scratch through the green of the Barocco rainforest to the south of the ocean. "'I'm looking,' said Stanley, "'and all I can see is the impregnable forest and enormous cliffs along the whole of the Barocco coast, all the way down to—' To, to the great brown, greasy Rococo River, said Rasmussen, pointing to where her newly scratched river met the sea on the map. But the Sumbaroon couldn't swim up a river, could it? said Stanley. 
And even if it could, why would it? We'd have it cornered. There'd be nowhere for it to go except deeper into the forest. What would be the point of that? What could they possibly find there? I can only think of one thing that you can find in the heart of the darkest forest, with ancient trees and mysterious civilizations all around, said Rasmussen, staring at the map. Stanley stared at it too. He slurped his tea. <sniffs> yep, he said. Rasmussen ground her teeth. Ask me then, she said. But I know, said Stanley. Just ask me, hissed Rasmussen. Okay, said Stanley. What's the only thing you can find in the heart of the darkest forest with ancient trees and mysterious civilizations all around? Adventure, said Rasmussen with a grin.